This podcast is sponsored by Position Green. To be an insider, you can subscribe to the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable, wherever you get your podcasts from. And please leave us a five-star rating. Welcome to the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Each and every podcast, hosts Mike Niemer and Greg Frank will bring you energy experts to help you better understand the renewable and sustainability space. Education's important to us because it's important to you, the listener. Now, here's Mike Niemer and Greg Frank. It is another edition of the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. My name is Greg Frank, although you're not going to hear a whole lot of me on this episode as I'm sitting this one out. Let's kick things over to Ann Niemer, eRenewable COO. Ann's always our leadoff hitter on the podcast. And then we'll get to Mike and his guest on this episode. Position Green helps companies build resilient and sustainable organizations. Position Green has a unique combination of ESG software, advisory, e-learning, and assurance that drives sustainability success and empowers positive change. Visit positiongreen.com to learn more. Hi, everybody. It's Mike Niemer with the Green Insider Podcast, powered by Renewable. Thank you for joining us for episode 202. Can you believe it? Two and a half, three and a half years into this and 200 plus episodes now. So thanks to you to all the listeners for following us and listening to us. You've helped make this show as successful as our guests have. And speaking of guests, today we have one, the co-founder of KiteX. And I'm very excited for you to hear his story. But unfortunately, his first name is Chris, and I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm going to turn it over to Chris and let him truly introduce himself, including his last name. Chris, how are you today? <laughs> Hey, hey, Mike. I'm good. Thanks. Uh, so my name is uh, Christopher Sieshoy, uh, which is uh, Danish, and we have this uh, the, the weird thing in it in the, in the last name and everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you just go by as Chris. That's <laughs> completely fine. Um, so well, yeah, Chris, tell, uh, thank you so much for that. But tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and then let's start talking about the company after we hear about you. Yeah. So um, I mean. I'm uh, in this company called uh, Kydex, and uh, I'm a kite surfer. Um, so originally, my story started as um, as I was a small kid. I was standing uh, back on the beach at this summer vacation house of my parents' place, and uh, I was eight years old standing there. It was pretty stormy, and I saw a kite surfer just on the beach, uh, flying flying high up there, and uh, and I thought this is something that I want to do one day. Um, and that has been forever in my mind ever since, and just been pursuing, pursuing this uh, kite kite surfing uh, stuff, and also has led me to uh, to career in uh, in doing uh, lightweight wind wind stuff things. Um, so um, yeah, I'm Danish, grew up in uh, in Denmark, just a little bit north of uh, of Copenhagen. Uh, then I went to engineering school, and then I uh, I met my business partner Andreas after I graduated. And at this point, uh, he had already had a company where we did flying wind turbines. And I don't know if you are aware of those. I'm not aware of those. So it's basically a kite. Um, what I like to to often say to people is that a wind turbine, which is, I mean, some of the greenest power that you can get is from a wind turbine. But a wind turbine makes about 80% on the last 40% of, of the, on the last 20% of the tip of the blades. This means if you can place all of the rest on the structure here for the for the wind turbines, then we can save 
95% of the materials, making it even greener for even cleaner, cheaper, and more sustainable uh, electricity produced. And this was something uh, that we did. We uh, we spent some years uh, pursuing uh, these flying these flying wind turbines, um, and then Google uh, actually was also pursuing this. They closed down a big company called uh, Makani, who uh, who had a, an offshore drone out, a flying offshore drone out, uh, making uh, making wind power turbine power out in the North Sea, and they crashed. And uh, Google pulled the plug to that, and uh, we sort of said. Um, where where are we now in this this journey here? We needed to to raise some more funding to do the flying wind turbines, and then we um, then we sort of said oh, the the funding uh, the funding scheme here is uh, is going to be bad. It was just as Corona hit as well, um, and then uh, then we did then we did then we did sort of this uh, small exercise I would say so said so so say what are all the learnings that we can take from this technology that we have sort of uh, developed and uh, and what are we good at so we are really good at making lightweight structures uh, that are efficient at harvesting the wind power um and and then we ended all off set of sort of saying can we make something that people would actually enjoy and can we bring a difference to the world so uh, this was this was when we uh, when we made the wind catcher which is our lightweight portable wind turbine and the thing with this turbine is that it uses strings to carry all the loads so we are using these uh, Dyneema strings, they're called. It's the same from the kitesurfing. So, I mean, when I was a little kid standing there and ever since I learned to kitesurf, been flying around in a kite, then it's the same small, small strings that just can carry a tremendous amount of forces. Uh, the Dyneema is sort of eight times roughly stronger than steel. So you can really see how this, this has a potential to really save on the cost of materials. So, so this led us to um, to this sort of you could say radical design where we're using the strings to hold all the forces in the wind turbine, and we are not saving ninety five percent of the materials, but we are saving ninety percent of the materials compared to a traditional turbine. And we can instead of pursuing these flying wind turbines, which is a really hard problem to solve, um, there's a lot of controls going on in it. Uh, then we can sort of go a lot faster to market and actually have an impact in the world. And we are at the moment. We are also making a larger version of our uh, wind turbine, uh, which we which we believe can be four times cheaper than what currently is on the market, and up to twenty times more green, uh, so twenty times less uh, CO two equivalents uh, put out from the electricity, which is uh, yeah, which is the inspiration I would guess. So uh, can we do something for? For bettering the world and uh, and actually putting wind turbine technology out there, that's 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 the mission of uh, of Kydex. Uh, we want to make a green difference uh, for it, and if we can do it, and the the um, what can you say the um, the way to do that is by enabling cheaper energy uh, to more people. Uh, basically, that's that's our approach. If we can uh, if we can do that. Well, uh, that sounds great. Uh... I want to encourage the listeners to go to Chris's website, kydex.tech. They'll see some fascinating demonstrations of how his product can be used. I'm looking at a picture here where it looks like a camper has put up a camping location and he pulled out yeah. your portable uh, windmill, so to speak, mm -hmm. put it up, and now he's got power to his camping site. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's sort of the vision here for the uh, for the first turbine. 
we sort of said, ah, who who would benefit from a turbine like this? And we really thought of the campers here because we wanted to make it as small and cheap as possible so we can scale it up later. Uh, and the campers, they have a fridge, they have their they have their drones, a laptop, maybe a TV on it. And and when the sun is not out for two days, then they then they're running out, or they might have a backup diesel generator that they fire up at their camp plate to go in in the side yeah. back of the camper. That's not so nice. Uh, so, so if we can avoid that and just put up a wind turbine that can actually produce enough power to to drive a camper system, so that's that's the current uh, the current wind turbine at the moment. That's the uh, the camping uh, unit that's portable. It takes uh, twenty minutes to set it, to set it up, and it can be done by uh, one person. So it takes twenty minutes to set up. Only takes one person to set up. Mm-hmm. That will provide enough power for the camper to be yeah. able to run his. Uh, Refrigerator, his TV, his uh, can he draw internet off of it or no? Uh, there's no internet in the turbine itself, but if you are, if you have a Starlink or whatever you have, depending on how remote you want to be, yeah, <laughs> then uh, then I guess you can uh, then you, you can, can plug into it. it to have the power. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the thing is, what we specifically has designed for is we have a huge rotor. You can see this if you go and look on the on the pictures on the kydex.tech. The blades are two meters long. Uh, and this means that we can actually make a lot of power still in, in light wind speeds. Uh, our our rated power. This is this is sort of a little bit technical term, but the rated power means what is what is the uh, power where it makes its, its most its maximum. That's already at at uh, I think it's when I'm just calculating here. Excuse me, I'm Danish, so I think it's nine miles per hour wind speeds, which are quite low. Uh, it's this the average wind speed in Denmark. We have sort of made it towards. So you you're not camping at a side where it's like completely windy and uh, you're risking blowing away and stuff like this. Uh, we wanted to be able to to set it up at a campsite where it's just moder- moderately windy and also have a, um, a good effect on that. Uh, so that's what it has been made for. So uh, so you have to have nine, for the U.S. listeners, you got to have to have nine miles an hour of wind for it to really produce power. Yeah. What is too no, much no- wind? What's that? Also- yeah, sorry. That's that's the maximum power that it, it already maximum output at this at this uh, sort of level, and then then we can sort of, then we can pitch the blade. That means we can turn the blades to let the air through the rotor disc. So we always depower it after this. It can take up to it can take us. We have had it in a storm here in Denmark recently. Um, so we are running it at a test site. We're running multiple turbines there, and we have so far we have uh, survived two storms uh, up to. Um, and that's been up to, let me just quickly check. Um, so that's sick. We have we have reached wind speed off to 67 miles per hour. And we, we still don't believe that it's going to break. Um, so, so that's yeah. terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. And so at this point, uh, have you uh, sold any of these in the United States or in Denmark yet? Or are you just in pre-order mode at this point? Yeah, so at the moment, we are more than half of our customers are actually from the US because in the US, you have a whole different camping, uh, I would say, culture than we have in, in the EU. Here in Denmark, we are never more than, I think it's 
uh, 1.5 miles away from the nearest electrical outlet. Denmark is such a small country, so you're always yeah. grid connected. And the US, you just they have a whole different camping culture. You go out to a place and you stay there for a few days, maybe you do some mountain bikings in the canyon uh, or whatever, right? In Colorado or something like that. And then you have the campsite and then you go out on small day hikes and stuff like this. People don't usually do this in Denmark. So we are really catering to the US uh, market. And uh, we have made a Kickstarter uh, two years back and uh, we have sold uh, 60 units there and and we have sold around 20 more than that. We made a Kickstarter back in 2021, uh, the spring there, and then we sold uh, 65, 65 units on a Kickstarter and then we have sold around 20 more than that uh, since. And uh, we are slowly starting to uh, to ship these units out. So that's where we're at. Well, the, the the one thing I want to ask you about is the unit that you're using uh, for the campers. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that a person could put that up at their house if they lost power due to a, a storm of some kind? Um, yeah, so so you could you could definitely use it um, besides your house at the moment. You could set it up next to your house. At the moment, we don't have a solution where where we want people to and install it um taking liability for that can be a little bit a little bit i would say dangerous for us um but you can you can easily put it up next to your house and then and then if for an emergency have it like that uh, and actually we have a lot of customers asking about this can i put it permanently on my house but we are making the next size version for this we want to, if you want to drive a, a whole household of electricity then you would probably want a little bit larger turbine so we are talking maybe you know you know here in the green transition everybody wants or needs an electric cars and heat pumps and all of this and this is why we are making the next sort of step on on turbines and also they're, they're going to be more permanently placed um and how much yeah. so in your next generation of the larger uh turbine and everything for the house for the request mm-hmm. of your clients how much space, yard space is needed for that to be installed and how tall would it be? So it would be uh, around, we, we are not decided exactly on the dimensions yet, but we will see uh, 12 meters um, and that's what, 40 feet? 40 feet, yeah, tall. Uh, and it's going to have a footprint. So we are using these uh, guy lines, right? We are using uh, right. guy wires to hold all the forces. So it has... You can sort of say the disadvantage of our system is that it takes a lot larger footprint with these guidelines. Um, and the guidelines takes, a, you can sort of say, an area of, that would be um, quick calculation here in my head, um, 25 feet, I would say, uh, in a diameter of a circle, right? Yeah. So that's right. sort of what yeah. it takes. So um, they have to have quite a bit of room by their house to be able yeah. to uh, put one of these up. But if they're out on a farm or whatever, where there's more space, they'd be able yeah. to use it just fine for a backup generator situation or just to run every day if they wanted, right? Yeah, so 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 the sizes here, that's for the everyday, I mean, this is for the household size uh, turbine that, gotcha. that where you can, you can charge your electric car up over the night. And and then this is where we really have an advantage over something like solar, right? Because you when you are, you, you wanna use your car to go to work and and that's this is also the sunny hours. And then you cannot use your solar panels if you have solar panels uh, to charge your car overnight, unless you got a buffer battery or something like this. Um, but this is, um, yeah. 
Hey, Chris, that sounds like it, there's an opportunity in the in the rural residential space for your wind turbine to be put up and help supply the house. And for the electric car, you're exactly right about versus solar. But is your vision to be able to make this a portable off-grid solution for for people? Yes, definitely. That's that's sort of our our goal. We want to expand wind power to even more places. Um, so what we are focusing on is low wind places and also this portability, both for the small camping size turbine, but actually also for the larger one, uh, because we can install that in six hours and you can actually take it out again. We're using these ground anchors that you screw into the ground. It's basically just a big screw that is uh, put into the ground and then you can also take it up again so this means that that we actually have a, an opportunity here to to help even more people also on shorter terms being even more renewable so a traditional wind turbine you you you, uh, you put out this uh, commission for it and uh, you plan for 30 years it has to be there but we can just ship a turbine to say refugee camps military camps festivals stuff like this they can put it up in six hours for the big turbine, 20 minutes for the small one, and take it down again and bring it on to the next project or, or other things like this. And this is, this is I've, I would say, really an important aspect in it. Um, so you don't have to have your infrastructure there for 30 years for it to make economically viable sense. You can just pack it up again, ship it in 20-foot container, and then on to the next thing. Uh, and that can really, I think, can, can really help uh, in a lot of places. No, that makes perfect sense. So tell us, what else do you have going on with uh, Kydax, you and your partner? Uh, so so at the moment, uh, I'm trying to uh, to just uh, surf as much as I can, but we are still very busy here in the, here in the company. And uh, Andreas, my business partner, he's learning to uh, to paraglide here in his, uh, in his spare time, the little amount that we have. Uh, so it's uh, wind and water and uh, and all of this stuff going on. Otherwise, we are just... I would say deeply focused on uh, on getting the uh, small wind catchers units out to people, and then also um, then also developing the next uh, project, the next uh, turbine. We call it Arrow internally, and that has a real um, that has a real utility in the world to make to make electricity much cleaner than it currently is. Um, so, well, to you and Andreas, thank you so much for uh, your mission, and hopefully you can achieve your goals because it will better society and help everybody be greener and uh, and bring power where it's needed out in the more rural areas and uh, to the campsites, to farmlands, to, to actually to countries where they don't have a good power grid, you guys might be able to be of a service to them. So thank you for your efforts and the missions. And I appreciate you joining me today on the Green Insider. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. This is Mike Niemer. I want to thank uh, Chris from Kydex for joining us on today's show. And as always, thank you for listening to the Green Insider Powered by Renewable. This podcast was sponsored by Position Green. For an introduction to our sponsor or find out how you too could be a sponsor, refer to our show notes to contact eRenewable and the Green Insider podcast.